You hear about Abu Dhabi? Abu Dhabi? Abu Abu Dhabi. Is that where you got your shirt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Dude, I'll go on vacation right now. We kind of Sometimes look like when you know you've got a full day and a busy right. heavy day, I've got to just put my body on vacation. That's right. So I'll put the shirt on. I saw a thing how in Abu Dhabi they've started uh seeding the clouds. And so they fly planes over once a week and they shoot like salt and a bunch of other chemicals into the clouds and force it to rain because it's in the desert. And I'm like, this is a, this is a, this is a, this is a a movie. movie. I just saw it. Yeah. Gerard Butler. Yeah. His estranged daughter. He got a saver downtown. Like I just watched it. I don't remember what it's called, but it's called something. And that's Geostore. Yeah. Is is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. It's It's like a Geostore. Sounds like a Nick Cage movie. Yeah. And so, uh, dude, that's jacked. That's not, that's not, that's not good. No. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed the uh, tug of more because the the end the end may be near. We got some weird science stuff going on in the world. No, it's crazy. I was you sent me a Joe Rogan podcast that I listened to the other day, and I was like, the reason you know so much about Elon Musk is because they're like friends, right? Yeah, they're fr- yeah they're friends. But I mean, I've just I like listening to Elon, so I've listened to a bunch of interviews and things that he's oh, done. Okay. But yeah, they're friends. Yeah. Why not be friends with Elon Musk? He can take you to Mars. Listen, I am I. I am not getting on no rocket ship to Mars. You wouldn't do it for no, free. Heck no. Why do I want to go to Mars? I don't know. I like my life on Earth. Yeah, I don't Someday know. I'm going to go to heaven, and when I'm in heaven, I'm going to be flying all over the place. Oh, you're going to go to Mars then? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be like, hey, Moses, what's up? Let's go. Let's go see Neptune. You and Moses going to Mars. Hey, yeah, dude, we're going to be good, kicking all over the- That's a new podcast, trusting Moses go to <laughs> Mars. <laughs> yeah, if, as long as we're eating, eating weird DMT and CBD oils. What? <laughs> <laughs> I went I went and uh I have a problem in my back Uh-oh. that always is like yes. caused me a problem so I go to the chiropractor and he tells me to go get a massage. Yes. So I go and the lady's like uh I'm not going to do her accent. Yeah, I was about to he, say please don't. But she says, "Sir, would you like me to use CBD oil?" And I was like, "No." I don't think I was like I don't think so. Local, local pastor. Yeah, I was like I was like I don't think that I no. should am allowed to do that. I don't think that I should do that. It was weird. So yeah, no, Elon. Uh, yeah, he's he's a funny genius. Yeah, he is. Did you see that deal? <laughs> it came out like uh, it's been a couple months. Yes. they were launching the new Tesla truck, and you the saw indispens- indestructible, indestructible truck. Yeah, they're like this truck is. <laughs> immediately shatters when they window. have like this guy come out throw yes. rock or something and it busts the window it immediately and elon he just stood there so sad and i was like bro this is why you need me as a friend right i'm the prop pastor yeah and i've learned you gotta do a run through bro you've got to practice right. with your prop before you actually hit the stage or else you have some a thin man come out and destroy your <laughs> destroy your battle tank truck. it's the most embarrassing thing i've ever seen i'm like they're literally are saying it cannot be destroyed. And then psh, and, and it immediately breaks. Oh, it man. made me sad. But hey, you know somebody got fired up in that That mug. guy got fired probably. You know, Elon walked off and took off his headset and just started axing people. Hey, he's, he's like firing whole departments. The guy who was supposed to do the practice run through. He's like, you didn't do it. You're fired. Which makes sense. Hey, you got to do it. Steve Jobs, he uh, he did a, a walkthrough with like a new iPhone oh, yep. and like something was wrong with a Wi-Fi, and he literally started firing people like on, on the stage, on like stage. turning around, yelling at people like, you're <laughs> fired, get out of here. And I'm like, this is the most savage thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Hey, but sometimes you gotta be savage if you're tugging into more. If you're tugging towards more, it's if true. you're called towards more, sometimes there's people that are along with you in the journey that, that they can't take the next step. No. Are we gonna talk about that? We should, I okay. guess.
welcome to the tug of more where just two friends who are in leadership and ministry together talk about this uh feeling that we have that god has called us to accomplish more of their lives to do more in our organization and how it's a battle it's a struggle there's a tension between where we currently are where we know we're called to be yeah and so we uh say we got to tug we got to keep fighting we're going to keep going if we want to step in and achieve everything that we believe we're called to in life. Right. I mean, the only way that they figured out how to seed clouds in Abu Dhabi or how to build battery powered trucks yeah, right. or, yeah, or how to do all those things is through a team. Yeah. Because uh, groups of men and women came together with a common goal to uh, do something great. And so they made a team. But sometimes you realize that there's transitions that need yeah, to happen. Those and, people on that team had to be qualified to do the job. They had yeah. to be they had to stick with it. They had to actually get it done on time. If they didn't meet deadlines, there's different times if you're tugging into more, if you're leading something that sometimes people on the team can't make the cut. Right. And it's tough. It's and not fun. as I talk to pastors and people in ministry, one of the hardest things that they deal with is how to navigate making a transition. Yeah. Um and so, yeah, I think that we need to yeah. need to, to jump into that. So when you start an organization, sometimes you have people on your team that you realize uh, aren't going to be a good fit. Sometimes you bring people onto the team and you realize in a short amount of time, ooh, that was not good. Yeah. There's different times when transition is necessary. So I think yeah. it's important because I think firing people is hard. It's super hard. And if you've led anything, it's one of the job interview questions like that they ask you, have you ever fired anyone before? Yeah. And for a long time, I got to say no. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then you, you and I started church working for one together. Yeah. <laughs> and then the answer is yes, but it's important. Go. I remember uh, when we were in our first like moment where a firing, a transition needed to happen. Yeah. And so I was just trying to figure out how to do it and what to do and yeah. what to say. And so I got on YouTube and I searched how to fire someone or like why to fire somebody. And there's really not a whole lot out there. Mm-mm. There's essentially like a bunch of uh, business alpha males. Right. Uh, aggressively demanding production out of yeah. robotic people and just right. and just crush them and remove them. And and that's not that's not what I wanted no, to be. Right. That's not how you want to how you want to navigate things. But then on the other hand, I talked to some pastor friends, and that's so nice and so right. kind and so gentle so and so patient grace. and right. so much grace. And it just takes years. And I'm like, okay, in the business world, sometimes it felt so robotic and right. violent, right, and not caring. And then in this ministry world, it feels so passive and gentle, and not direct. That that I was like, okay, how do we how do we bridge the gap? And sometimes we've done it right, and sometimes we've done it wrong. Yeah, for sure. I think that there's different ways you can in your organization. For us, we're pastors. Some leaders maybe have an uh, an organization in their they have structure to their firing. Maybe like a protocol for Aaron and Rachel, our spouses. Like Aaron yeah. works in the business world. Rachel works in the school system. They had structured ways that you would get written up and all these pieces. But we had to learn what worked for us. Yeah. And I think it's important that no matter what you're leading and doing. You have to learn what works for your organization. Yeah. There's churches that are super structured like that. And there's churches, like you said, that are more uh, family oriented. But as pastors, we love people. And that's where I think it gets hard. And yeah. so it's not the same for our context. Firing someone in a church is not the same as firing someone in a regular job, except it is. It, it should be. Correct. 
but it, people's it be. response, maybe I should say it like that. Right. People's response to our firing of people isn't always the same because it's uh, misunderstood that this is an organization that we right. have to. Like if you uh, run a restaurant yeah, and you fire a cook in the restaurant, you're probably not going to lose many uh, patrons right. of your restaurant because you fired a cook. Whereas at a church, right. if you fire a, a staff member, who is relationally engaged with a bunch of people who attend that church, yeah. you could lose some patrons yeah. because they get frustrated, they get confused, they don't know the ins and outs and the stories. And so I think that that fear is what stops a lot of people from making the transition. Absolutely. How, how do you know when it's time to let somebody go? Hmm. There's well, a lot. There's, there's a, lot. a lot. This probably could be like multiple episodes. No, right. There's a lot. I mean, like you said, sometimes we've done it right and sometimes we've done it wrong. So you can't walk in and like have the expectation. One, it has to be stated. If the expectation is not stated, then it's our bad, not theirs. If they're not meeting the expectation. Yeah. But I think once we've worked through whatever the scenario is, you have to give yourself a timeline to recognize are they capable? Are they competent? Do they have the right emotional intelligence? Yeah. Can they fit on the team? Yeah. Can they fit the culture? Yeah. There's a lot of pieces that are go into it. Yeah, I think that one thing that I think about is, you know, as we have staff, they're on a salary, mm -hmm. so they're receiving right. resources to be right. able to work there. And if you get to a point where uh, you would rather have the money than the person, then now it's time to start really looking at that transition. I remember the first Meaning time. like if someone came yeah. and offered to pay Living Church this amount of money for us to fire somebody, and I would rather have the money of their salary than, than, than them, what they bring to the organization. Then, then maybe they're not the right fit. Right. But like right now, our staff, dude, I would give them a left arm right. to keep our staff yeah. because they're incredible. Yeah. But there's been moments where I'm like, man, I would much rather have that number back in my budget to hire somebody else or to navigate some other issue yeah then then to have a, a dead dead weight right i remember the first time you asked me that question about some circumstance and yeah. i was like oh man it was a great measuring stick for us um and like you said our team we have now it's incredible but it took us some steps of of letting some go people go yeah and and having some transitions in order to get there and so um i think if you have an area as a leader that's lacking and you're having to give your time and your energy to that area that you've hired and paying someone to do mm -hmm. so if you find yourself starting to do their job for them okay uh that's a time to consider that it might be time for a change. Right. So if you've brought somebody on and they are over this department yep. or this situation, but they aren't doing that and you find yourself taking a bunch of around ways mm -hmm. to lead that thing, then what are we what are they on the team for? Right. If they're not leading it and you're back and leading it, then now you have just demoted yourself. Right. And then the other tricky one is sometimes then we pull in other people to cover for their area. Yeah. And that, uh, man, that's a slippery slope because then you really start kind of creating a frustration in your entire team. And I yeah. think a lot of pastors and leaders end up doing things like that uh, unintentionally, and then that causes some issues. So we have to look at what are they bringing to the table? What value, what's the return on the value of what they're bringing? Right. And then what's the response when bringing correction, when bringing- Oh, this is a great um, one. Like, 
yeah, hey, clarity or a, a conversation. Right. If you're if you're bringing them in, that's what I do typically to say, hey, this is not going the way it should, or hey, we really want to see more out of this. What is their response in the moment? This is great. And so if you're a leader who's thinking, man, maybe I should make a transition with this staff person or employee or whoever, what she just says gold. How do they handle the critique? Yeah. How do they handle redirection? Because for us, we say that our number one value, our number one priorities in employee living church is above all else, guard our heart. Yeah. That if we can receive direction and correction, then there's tons of grace. Yeah. But if you've got somebody who is always right, right, is never wrong, always has an excuse, always is pointing a finger at somebody else, is blaming you, is blaming their volunteers yeah. or whatever, and they're unable to swallow and digest and assimilate the correction. Yeah then you're not going to really make any progress. No, it's true. And and what are other people around them having? How are they having to act? Are they having to tiptoe around them? Or are they having indirect conversations because they're afraid to approach these people? Yeah. Uh, years ago, we heard something about like the three C's of employees or something. And I tried to Google it the other day just in because we had kind of been character and competency. And but what's funny something. is when you Google it, there's like four different options of what yeah. those C's can be. And yeah. so it really just matters for your organization. Like for us, our culture is a really important piece. It's the it's I mean, other than theology, it's right. the most important thing. Yeah. Other than we believe in Jesus and like, yeah, yeah he's the son of God. Our culture is super important for us. So I think for any organization, you have to go, okay, what is first the most important thing? So you you mentioned a restaurant. Yeah. And for them, I would imagine like their uh, competency or capability is real important in their who they hire as chefs. For sure. Like they might put up more with someone who's kind of a punk in culture if their food quality it's is amazing. excellent. Yeah. Maybe. For us, we've determined that the culture first, I mean, talent, we can yeah. hire all day, yeah. but the culture and the character of somebody <sighs> matters most. Yeah. We have chosen to stop hiring talent. We've actually yeah. fired great talent Yeah, because talent uh, with a bad heart or that's against the culture pulls the whole thing down. It does. And now great people don't want to be there. Right. And so if you've man, got an employee that, that make more. it miserable for every other employee, right. they got to go, man. Like, no, they're, say that they're, more, they're though, pulling the whole thing down. Their talent is keeping great talent from either staying or yes. for coming to be a part. Yeah. No, it's like you could, I mean, I'm not a sports guy. It's okay. But if you Me have either. the greatest, <laughs> if you have the greatest basketball player in the whole world, but he'll refuse to pass. Yeah. He, he refused to be a part of the team. Right. Then he's not that great of a player. Right. We used to, uh, when I was younger in college, we would play Halo. It's a video game. Mm -hmm. And uh, there were, you know, you'd be on teams and have to play Capture the Flag and all these different games. And there would be some guys that were incredible at this. They would get more kills or more this or more that. But they were only focused on their goal, not the team goal. Yeah. And at the end, like, our team would lose, but they would have all these high stats mm. and be celebrating their stats. And if you've got somebody on mm. your team that's celebrating their stats instead of, the team's wins, there's a transition that needs to be happened. We had somebody on our staff that was more concerned with their portfolio they were right. creating than the need of the ministry. Yeah. You know, we we are not employed by Living Church to build our personal portfolio. Right. We're employed here to push the organization forward. Well, and what it what it did was it caused conflict in the goal, the overarching goals. 
So right. I just envisioned while you're talking about Halo, like at the end of the game, like the room, if you were playing in the room, I yeah. know nowadays kids play over the internet. No, back then you had to have then, cords and yeah, TVs on the same room. all yeah. show up together. Yeah. And, uh, and like at the end, like I can imagine this one guy like, yes, look at me. And the rest of the team being like, ugh. Like, thanks, dude. Hey, like, punk. If you would have just right. done your part for the team. Yeah. And so if but you we found, found that. that before where when someone's only chasing their opportunity their portfolio their brand yeah. uh that at the end of the day at the end of an event at the end of a sunday which is a big piece for us whatever it is they might have been cheering but the rest of the team was like hey you left us high and dry have we done a, a episode over our values no we should we should probably do our values even if we did like a series of yeah. our values to help people understand like how you have to have cultural values. Yeah. And so if in your organization you have certain things that you really adhere to, right. like for us, one of our values is that we get to do this. Yeah. And it's like, it's really a way that we carry ourselves mm -hmm. in attitude that we do not have to work at living church. No. God has not made us subservient employees of him. Right. We're sons and daughters of the King. We are not we, paid to do this. No, we, we get, we, to. we have the right. privilege of being a part of what God's doing yeah. in eternity. We get to do this. No, we say it. He could have picked anybody <clears throat> else. Yeah, and he still could. But God he... could pull a bum off the street and develop them to come and be right. the pastor of Living Church, and they do it better than me if my heart isn't right. Right. And so that's a part of our culture. And so as we hear people say things yeah. like, oh, I have to be there. Oh, I, I mean, I'm so sick of doing like those attitudes, you realize, okay, yeah. this is contrary to the culture yeah. that we're establishing. And so then a conversation has to happen. And that conversation is what we already talked about. Either it's received and there's a shift right. or they dismiss it and then maybe a transition's in yeah. the future. No, so we'll, we'll have to do some conversation about the values because what we found in the beginning, we had a harder time in those transition conversations because we only felt like the bad guys. Yes. And what values did for us was they became the bad guys. Mm -hmm. That if you're not adhering to the culture and the values <clears throat> of, of this organization, it does not have to be a church. It can be any type of... My husband for the city of Fort Worth <sighs> has values that they do yes. their their jobs by and those are the things like when you they're the parameters yeah when you come to work at living church whether you've been in the house or whether we've hired you from the outside we say you're joining us we're not joining you right and so you're joining the organization and you're joining these values and yeah. so it makes it a lot easier there was a specific person that we were kind of going back and forth and like i i I didn't really have a great reason to fire them except for the fact that I felt like they didn't really want to be there. Right. And they kept saying uh, uh, that phrase, I, I just have to do this and I feel overwhelmed because I have to do that. And I was able to easily say, hey, you don't have to. You don't have to. There's a there's a hundred other places yeah. you could go work. We you don't get have to. to here, right. but if you don't feel like that, then you should reconsider. And actually in that time I didn't have to fully say hey it's time for you to go they were able to determine you're right I don't want to yeah. I'm, and, and that's fine because guess what someone greater and better exactly. came in their place and I think that's the biggest fear we talked about it on one of the episodes recently that there was someone we let it drag out a long time because we were afraid yeah. that we could not replace them we were yeah. afraid what they did was more valuable than the chaos that was erupting around them it yeah. wasn't true it wasn't true yeah there's so many stories. No, right. Uh, yeah, we had a conversation with somebody who just was not 
operating the culture, kept dropping balls, was not owning their zone. And then emotionally exploding emotionally when we redirected. And, uh, but this person, their specific role that they were doing, nobody else knew how to do. Right. And so it's like, if we remove this person, we're going to be in trouble. Right. What are we going to do? And right. so my fear, let them stay longer than I knew they should have. Yeah. Because I wanted to wait till I could figure it out. Where I should have just made the decision for the culture. Yeah. Um, I had an individual tell me that we were kind of in conflict. And we talked about an issue that the ball kept getting dropped. And they said, you know what? You can't fire me. Right. So you can't fire me. You need me so bad, you can't fire me. They said, I could come into your office and take a dump on your desk and you couldn't fire me. Yeah, that's terrible. This is a real sentence that yeah. somebody that I, think, I, I feel like you may have shared with me. I don't know if you have, but I'm like, it was real and and, and what what also happened is i heard them not just say it's you i heard them saying it to other people as well because now i was green in my uh in me being the guy behind the wheel like the being the lead guy like the guy making the decision of it and yeah. so i heard that and fear in me rose up and i thought they're right right they're right because if i make this transition this whole department's going to fall apart and I don't know how to do any of that. And the church is going to suffer. Mm -hmm. And so I let it drag out for maybe another two months after that. Mm -hmm. And then finally cut the head off the yeah. thing. Uh, but hindsight, I wish I would have in that meeting said. said like, Hey man, I'm sorry you feel that way. Actually, today's your last yeah. day. You, you got to go. And what's funny is now, because then I had to run around and put out a bunch of fires Correct. that this person started uh, because I didn't deal with it in the moment. That's what that's literally where I was going. Is that what we now, in hindsight, look at? Is that the possible uh, outward, physical, whatever uh, consequence for the one day, the one weekend, the one circumstance, versus the emotional tax on us, yeah. tax on our team, tax on the other people connected to it? Uh, man, is way that far outweighs yeah. the one week that things might not have gone the way they should or yeah. would have without yeah. that person. But the other part is we found we actually never have. We've had seasons where we've made transitions in some of the busiest seasons oh, yeah. of our, our, our organization. And yet, uh, though it could have looked like, oh, man, this talent that you've cut now is going to cause this circumstance or this event to go poorly. Actually, it went great. Yeah. And the emotions behind it, man, it went <clears throat> unbelievable compared to what it would have because if you've got somebody on your team who is going against the grain of the culture yeah everybody knows it absolutely it's not just you in your ivory office know that there's a problem everybody else who's a volunteer or other support staff knows that it's not going well and so when you make the transition you fire somebody or let them go everybody else thinks thank god right thank god that man, that was hard. I'm glad that we don't have to deal with that person or that situation anymore. Let's now. I'm gonna pick it up. Now right. I'm gonna run. Now there's a new breath of energy. Um, but when because you of the changes don't, made. the opposite is true. Your team knows. Yeah. Man, our leader won't make a change. Yeah. They're not willing to do this hard thing. Yeah. And if they're not, if they're tolerating this, what else will they tolerate? Yeah. And we start to tolerate all kinds of things if we're not willing to do this hard thing. Yeah. So people won't make a transition out of fear. Yeah. They won't let somebody go because they're afraid of what it will do to the organization. I think another reason that that we won't fire somebody is because we think it looks bad on us. Yeah. I've been there where I've hired somebody, they've came in, 
It's hmm. obviously not a fit. Hmm. Right. And I don't want to fire them because I'm afraid that it's going to make me look like I couldn't lead them. Yep. It's it's going to look bad on me. Like, I don't know how to hire people. Right. Or, or I made a bad decision in the first I place. I made a bad decision. Yeah. And so I need to stick to my decision. Uh, hmm. Do you know what that's called? Pride. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bunch of pride. Right. And it's caring too much about what outside people are thinking. I'm convinced that a lot of pastors don't fire people because they're too concerned with what another pastor thinks. Hmm. Or because this person's related to so-and-so and connected to who's yep. there's grandma on over here. And so yep. they just keep leaving scrubs in seats because of a bunch of opinions of other people. Right. Who we should answer to is God and the lost. That's who I answer to. Right. Are we reaching lost people? And what's God have to say about it? Right. And and is this person slowing us down from doing what God's called us to do? Yeah, we've we've been uh, there's been seasons where we've been afraid. Are we monsters? Are we too savage? Are yeah. we too fierce? Uh, do we have a reputation? And we probably do. Yeah. And we had to decide, yeah, that's okay. We're good with that. We'd rather have the reputation that we will handle things uh, and that we will not allow certain things to live and breathe <clears throat> than the reputation of, man, they don't. Because the truth is, those people who are worried about what other pastors think, those pastors are not going to think that. What they actually think is, why won't that guy handle those things? Yeah. <laughs> so what they actually handle think. it. And handle so, it. Uh, man, we I think that's a big reason. Um, and then you we already kind of hit it at the top. Like we love people. Yeah. We have grace for people. There have been people that we have fired that one of us or both of us, the minute the conversation was over, we've had a hard time. Oh I've yeah. I cried like a baby. Yeah. After some moments because I loved those people as people so much, but yet I knew it wasn't the right thing for the organization. And, and like the relationship is affected. Especially, especially in this world, but I think anywhere you yeah, work. Like, yeah, like if you're friends kind of or, you've, that way. or you've worked together for a long amount of time and yeah. then now like there's a shift that has to happen, that relationship is affected. Yeah. You're probably not going to get coffee and watching movies together the very next day. Now no. maybe over time... And so that's hard. It's hard yeah. to be really invested and close to somebody and then the thing the thing fall yeah. apart. It's painful. And, um, you know, we've talked about it already that we have to keep leading even when it's painful and hard for us. But I think that those, those times can be a, a reason why we won't do it. There yeah. was one person that it finally came to the very end, like they weren't even uh, directly under my leadership but they had someone they had an oversight as well and it was like time and so me and this other uh team member were going in to let them know hey we've already gone through all the steps we've already done all the pieces sorry today's your last day and i remember like just before going in like uh i don't want to do this this is not fun no. uh -uh. and like i had to make myself like you got this go do the thing you know if you'll go handle it now uh then we've talked about procrastination like don't procrastinate it. Get it done. Yeah. Um, and there was freedom on the other side of it, but it didn't mean it wasn't difficult in yeah. the moment. And I think there's sometimes that fear of just like, what am I going to do in the meeting if they freak out? Yeah. What am I going to do? Let's let's talk about the pr the process. Okay. So let's start. So we've already talked about how if you've identified that there's a person that a change needs to happen. Yeah. So you identified it. They're not a fit and culture and all the pieces. Uh, then then there needs to be a conversation. Yeah. And so I, I, we've got to have the conversation, see if there's restoration, if there can be something that's right. changed. And after a 
certain amount of those moments, you realize that it's not going to work. Right. So like for us, we have now a process of a number of write-ups, right. a number of things. We have staff sign, like, here's the conversation that we had. Right. Uh, I don't know. Where do you want to go to? You want to go to the meeting? Well, I mean, you said the process, and I think that's first and foremost. I'm we, saying if someone correct. knows they need to let somebody go, let's walk them through yeah. the process so of how to do that. You don't just get mad at somebody and fire them in the moment. No, that's it's never happened. Never, I've never done that. That's never healthy. I wanted to. That's never good. Right. Uh, yeah, we've never actually like had a moment, even where someone said something they shouldn't have. Yeah, like that, rightfully so, is a fireable offense in the moment. I'm gonna if take you're it the leader, your desk. if you're the leader, you got to keep your junk together. But you got to, yeah, as leaders, don't just be firing people because you're mad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but come up with the right process for you and your organization. So we always say it like at Living Church, you're never going to be surprised. Right now. They might say they're surprised. Yeah, uh, but that's because they hadn't that's been listening. Their own, yeah, that's their own decision. Uh, yeah, to not listen. But you're never going to be surprised by the, by it. We're going to have multiple conversations. Typically, uh, they they and I will have had multiple conversations. Sometimes you're part of that conversation. Sometimes somebody else on the team that they work alongside or, or like for, uh, they answer directly to is. But like you said. There's there's steps and process. Hey, I want to redirect. Hey, this is not going well. Hey, here's what I expect. Here's the we've done. Uh, here's your your goals. Yeah. Here's your growth meet. chart. Here's right. what we want to see accomplished so over either, the next three months. Exactly. Or two weeks. Sometimes it it's depends a growth how bad plan. it's going. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it's a growth plan over a time. Sometimes it's a hey, if you don't get these pieces handled by this date, it just depends on what it is. And then culturally, that piece, if you're not meeting culture, that's a that's a hard and a consistent conversation that is given time, but a short amount of time because we can't let it grow. And so yeah. once you've done those steps, whatever that is uh, for you, that's right. And we're always willing to talk about it. If someone has a question, I'll, I'll, it's one of my, it's not one of my favorite things to fire, but to help come up with the right plan for people. I would yeah. love to help anybody. Uh, but you walk into that conversation and you have to be intentional of what you say in those moments. 100%. So anytime we've walked into one of those meetings, uh, first of all, don't fire somebody alone. No, uh, ever. Take a trusted person. person with you. And so like if I'm letting somebody go from Living Church, Whitney's there with me. Always. Or yeah. if Whitney's letting somebody go, that person's direct report. So like Pastor Brent, who's over next gen, Pastor Brent would be in the room right. to just be the other set of ears right. so that everybody... Uh, is on the up and up. Right. And so when crazy things get said after why and how they acted and Pastor right. Winnie was yelling and screaming, there's somebody right. else in the room that can say, that's that's not that what happened. Happen. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you walk in with a very clear uh, strategy. Yeah. Um, I've learned that less words are better. Yes. In but, the, in the, five yeah. years ago, in the beginning, my dad, he told me, he said, Trustin, your words are bullets in their gun. Meaning if I go into this conversation and I give all of the reasons why and all of the detail and I try to do a full, my, if my mind's already made up, it's already made up. Right. But if I go in and try to do a full rehash and try to get them to understand why they're getting let go, all I'm doing is giving them ammunition to run around the church to shoot me with. So like we say, hey, thank you for your service here at Living Church. We've been in a process for the X number of weeks or months or year of restoration and to get on the same page. And it's become apparent to me that this is no longer a fit. Right. And so we've chosen to terminate your employment. 
Um, and so today, effective immediately, is going to be your last day. Yep. Let that sit for 10 seconds yeah. so that people can digest and understand what just happened. Right. And say, so uh, here is the transition plan. Yeah. Um, here's your compensation package, which we have went. I regret how much money we've given in compensation through transitions. Yes. Over the years, because we want to be too nice and kind and generous. Yes. So here's the compensation. Here's the timeline uh, that's going to happen. Are there any questions about that? No. Okay, they got it. Now, if they go full on emo crazo, then you got to end the meeting and yep. then have a follow up. But hopefully, they already see that it things are coming because you've already been having some good lead up moments. And then there's a couple questions that have to be answered. Right. Um, what are we telling? The organization, right? What's the process of because of the because of the uh, organization we lead? There are lots of layers of people who have right. to be informed, and so we're very clear. Um, a lot of times, even in the beginning of now, we've learned uh, that when we hire someone, we're we're intentional to explain that to them now when they're hired. Hey, yeah. if that ever happened, here's how we kind of handle those things, because we want it to not be a surprise. These are. Even though it's been processed, these are shocking moments for people. And so we want to help them uh, handle this the right way. We have a separation agreement that every person signs because we're kind and always give some sort of severance to people. Uh, as long as it goes amicably in those moments, you'll continue to get your severance. And uh, yeah, yeah, we have to be uh, very wise with how we shepherd the people of the house that right. we lead so yeah. as pastors that's why it's so important that the understanding of how we communicate to everyone is done well the communication is super important and so the person being released they're clear on when people are being talked to right and when they're allowed to talk to people and then we're walking out understanding how we're explaining what happened yeah because there's the story that's told that's true but then there's the nitty gritty of what really happened. Right. And what we've learned and decided to not do is to throw mud on people. Right. And so we've had to release people for moral failures and nobody even knows that. Right. We've had to release people for telling lies. Right. And for being manipulative. We've had to release people for theft. Right. We've had to re release people for infidelity in their marriage. Right. We've had to release people for all kinds of things, but we don't, we don't go and tell that. Right. No. We just let people know. Basically we tell the church or we tell uh, other the kind of key leaders lead, yeah. like man you know us and so and so we've been talking about this for X amount of time and we just felt like it was time for a transition and so we bless them as they go yeah. uh, there's no reason there's no reason to try to throw a bunch of money no. what good What good does it do them what good does it do you what good does it do your team Right. if we let somebody go and then I show up in staff meeting the next week and talk about what an idiot they are to the rest of the staff mm -hmm. you know what the rest of the staff does they don't trust me anymore right Right. Because they're like, well, well, what, what are you saying what, about? What's Pastor Trusting going to say about me? Mm -hmm. I think that can be a temptation, though, because yeah, it's we hard. Wanna, we want to defend because ourselves. It's painful. We want, we want our team to know, oh, no, I love you. It's not going to happen to you because they were just dumb. Yeah. And then also, yeah, we know that there's other words being said, and we want to counteract the words being said and be like, no, that's not what happened. Here's what happened. Yeah. But we've learned that, like, one, truth always comes out in the end. Yeah. And uh, it's not our, like, God's the jury and the judge. We don't need yeah. to be the one that, like, says all the things. 
But it's hard not to. Uh, there was a time where someone uh, was let go uh, in a season and they, we, again, gave lots of severance way past the beginning of the year, way into the spring. And they told their parents that we cut them off and they couldn't buy Christmas for their kids. Right. And it was like such a heartbreaking, like, no, that, what? No, there's no, what? That's but, not, that's not true at all. And that's so that's a, literally a all lie. we said was, uh, actually, that's not accurate and we give them seven through this month and that's all we could say because we couldn't really say anymore but it's it's hard when you feel attacked or you feel like i did the best i could but that's what being a leader is and nobody's ever going to be happy if something's taken away from them correct if someone came and take my cup i'm not like emotionally attached to this cup i don't like i don't care about this cup but if some dude came in here and took it from me, yeah. I would now be mad that it was taken. I care a lot about my cup, so I would well, be mad. I'm so I'm saying like, but I'm saying I'm just teasing. anytime we take something, people are going to be upset about it. Mm-hmm. And so if you take away their employment, even of if they course. know that they should be fired, right. even if they hate you and don't want to work there anymore, they're still going to have a bad attitude about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, Except for the few that don't. And when they don't, that's awesome. It's oh, nice. We've got we've got two people. Two people that we've released from Living Church that still attend here. Yeah. Three. Oh, yeah. Three uh, that still attend, are still involved, and still serve. And still have great hearts. And and uh, two of them I might hire again yeah. someday. Uh, <laughs> uh, and But that's because we did it well and because right. when we got to the moment of, like, making the doing the deed, they already knew right. it's, not, it's not a fit. It's right. not, not going to work. Yeah. No, it's good. It's super important. I've got I've got just so many so okay. many thoughts. Which where you want to go next? I don't know. So something that uh, Ed Young talked about that really helped me is he said anytime you release somebody, the five couples that are closest to them are gonna leave. Yeah, when you lead a church, uh, anytime someone in like mostly in key leadership, but depending on the size of your church, if they're overseeing a department, if they're a part of a department. The five people closest to them within one year. Yeah, so they might stick around for a minute. So but right within... now, uh, if we were Pastor Parker and Casey, our youth pastor, are doing a great job. Yes, this is just an illustration. Don't worry, Parker. <laughs> but if we released Parker and Casey, yeah, you and I, we're not going to say all the names of the people. No. But you and I, right now, could name the five couples in Living Church that would probably in a year, yeah, leave. Yeah, they would be so upset, so confused, so mad that they would then then they would leave the church. Right. And so whenever we've made a transition, we think through who are those five mm-hmm. couples and uh, and we do our best to mitigate that. Yeah. And then we know it's going to happen. Yeah. And sometimes it's not the five that you think, but it's another five because they had an inroad and they said something and they believed it. And and we used to spend a lot of energy trying to oh, dude, keep wear myself those people out. or to try to help explain or to try to bring them in. But we just have to determine that like emotions are what they are. And while while uh, Jeff Bezos is not like losing a bunch of customers when he fires certain employees, yeah, that's just the nature of the job that we do. Yeah. And we had to be okay with it at a certain point. Like, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. we used to be super devastated. Uh, and it's not about us. It's not. It's yeah. just that they were more relationally connected to them. Yeah. And that's that's okay. Something Aaron said a long time ago to us was like, hey, these people love Jesus. And like this their really relationship good. with Jesus is still intact. Yeah. Don't try to come in and like 
we don't need to come in and try to mess that up in any way, shape, or form yeah. by trying to get them to stay, but just to understand, hey, God's got them. Mm-hmm. They're God's, and he's going to take care of them. They had Jesus before they met us. They Maybe they didn't, but but their relationship now with God is intact, and they're going to go and be blessed. And so we've determined to really bless people as they go. Yeah. And it's it's a way uh, better emotional state of life for us now yeah. to release people in the timely manner because we used to do that too. We used to let it spend so much emotional energy well, for us. Or we would wait until we had the answer. Oh yeah, that's And so true. like we would keep limping the thing along until we knew who we were about to hire the day after. It was like we wouldn't break up with our girlfriend until we had another girl on the, on the side. <laughs> that's not good for no, anybody. No, no. And so like... You just sometimes got to make the transition well, before God will bring the next one. And around. we found that a lot of times. And sometimes that's a rebound relationship and those aren't healthy either. Correct. Because we <laughs> found that a lot of times when we will just make the make the change, those people are already in the wings. They just, ha- God didn't reveal them. It hadn't been fully oh. identified until that happened. This, yeah. this was actually keeping yeah. that from being revealed. And yeah. so God's always good to provide. If we trust him for all the things we trust him for, of course we can trust him for our employees. Yep, so many pieces. You know, I, I, I don't like talking about it because the church is supposed to be a place that's safe yeah. and people feel protected right. and a part and a family. And then like this is one of those conversations that we realize the church is a, a business. Right. It is an organization yeah. and like, my my job is not to pay staff so they feel happy. Right. My job is to pay staff so that they can accomplish the the mission. And I I hesitate talking about it because there are a lot of people who have been hurt by the church. Yeah. Like there's people that are going to be listening to this podcast that they got fired and they're mad and angry or yeah or upset. Um, well, and it's hard. I mean, it's just it's hard. It's heartbreaking. It's hard. And I think that's one thing we should speak to in a second is if you're on the other side, yeah. if you're someone who's being released or has been released. Yeah. But first, I think, yeah, uh, we've realized that for us, like people who lead organizations, when we compare it in that same way, there was one time we were at a restaurant and we were talking through a staff situation and I was like, yeah, but oh, man, I'm so sad. And you said if our waitress right now set down her tray and walked out the door and didn't deliver the food anymore. If she kept not bringing them the right food to the right tables, yeah. what what do you think this restaurant would do? And we were both like, right, they would they would tell them they can't do the job. Yeah. And so we've had to determine that. And, and sometimes we call people that are not relationally super connected to people, but just they have a question, how, how does this work? And when you explain, it's an organization. If they didn't show up to work, it's really easy to make Sunday for us uh, for people to think, oh, they're doing a great job, but like our job is more Monday through it's Friday. More than talent. Yeah, it's it's yeah. what happens during the week, and so. Um, a, a, a tool that I've used is if I'm helping somebody understand why we've made a transition, I say to the person in the yes. church, I say, "Have you ever had someone that you've worked with that you wish would have gotten fired and they didn't?" And every time they're like, "Yes," and I said, "Sometimes changes need to be made." Yeah. Or if they're a leader, I say, have you ever had to let somebody go? Right. Yep. Were you happy about it? No. But was it the right move? Yep. Yep. And so taking it outside of this like hyper-spiritual right. uh, family environment into like the waitress won't deliver the tray to the mm-hmm. table mm-hmm. 
helps people sometimes make the jump. And in the same way, we have friends who lead organizations that are not churches, that are family-type businesses, and they've had to make transitions. Oh, yeah, literal family sometimes. And it's painful and yeah. hard, but they're— but we have to determine what's what's the vision, what's the values that we have, because if our goal is to get to where we're going, sometimes it's just not the right fit. And then after the transition's made, let it go in your heart. Yeah. What Aaron said yeah. has helped me so much. He's like, trust them, they're in God's hands. When they die, they're going to heaven. Yeah. God's got their kids. God's their provider, not you, because mm. we put too much weight on us, Yeah. and then we beat ourselves up, and then we think that we've killed them. And if we've made mistakes, we we've we've made mistakes. Oh, for sure. You know, we've definitely handled things wrong before, um, but we're humans, uh, not robots. And then the other part is sometimes what we've allowed. We've had people that uh, our release allowed them to step into where was the best place for them. Sometimes firing somebody is the best gift they ever had. Yeah. Because now we've got a guy that man I loved, I still love. Now he's on staff and a pastor in another church and he's killing it. Yeah. He's doing great. Right. God's doing great things in him. Why? We just weren't the fit. Yeah. It just what it, it wasn't was the, not the right we're thing. not the vibe. Yeah. I was not the leader that was that was for him. Yeah. And so a, a change had to happen. Yeah. And so I think that's the other piece of it is like if you've if you are currently in a season that you feel like, oh, a transition may be happening in my life, they may be letting me go or uh you've been let go and it's still hard to let go of. I just think it's important to give a couple minutes to that of like, we said it, there's been a few people on our team that have been, uh, we've gone through a transition with, but they're still a part of the house, you know, their hearts to really continue to above all else guard their heart mm -hmm. are what allowed them to handle that situation well and to step into more in their life somewhere else. And so I think if you are, uh, you said it before, like, Pride is on both sides yeah. in these conversations. We have to be intentional to be humble and submitted and go, look, these are people doing their best and God's in charge of our in my life. He's going to give me what's next. Evaluate what we did or didn't do right or wrong yeah. and then decide, hey, I'm not going to let this circumstance keep me from the more God has for me. Exactly. I'm not going to let, maybe you've been unjustly fired somewhere. I'm not going to let what happened here uh, hurt me. In fact, recently, one of our, our, our people here in, in the house that we know and love and are relationship with were let go after a long season of working somewhere. And though they were hurt and sad, they realized, hey, God is actually going to take this situation, turn it for my good. They've right. got a better job, a, a better hours, a better circumstance. And so I just think we can learn on both sides of it as we're stepping into more, whether we're someone who's having to fire someone or whether we've been fired, that like these moments of transition, though they're painful, it's going to take us to the next space. No, it's That's really good. It's important. Yeah. What? No, I just still have so many thoughts, uh, but we're, we're, we're itching. We're, we're almost out of time. Write a script. Stick to it. Don't get emotional. It's super good. It's it very emotional, but you can't allow yeah. emotion to yeah. overtake Sorry. you. Don't right. start yelling. Don't start arguing. You know that this is the transition that has to be made. Do it. See it. And don't try to talk about it again later. God, I knew you were going to bring this up. Well, it's important because your love for people, if you my, my heart is to want to help. Right. And to want to help people heal past the things. <laughs> and so multiple times we've made, we've fired somebody. And then in the meeting I say, and if you want to talk about this later, let me know. 
No, we don't. No, one, well, they I don't. I do that to myself. They for. don't want to. No, they want to just come back and fight and argue. Right. So that's not a good idea. And then, yeah, don't say too many words. Keep keep a list of what you're going to say. Stay on track, no matter what your conflict is, conversation, have it written down. But then don't offer to rehash it later because if you shouldn't rehash it now, you shouldn't rehash it then. Yeah. And it's already done. The decision's changed. No, and, and so I've caused myself a bunch of stress and I've had a number of meetings that I'm now arguing things that happened a year ago. Literally, we fired a guy and a year later, he called me back. He was like, hey, you said you would talk about it. Can we still talk about it? And I'm like, Okay, and then he comes in like with a list and all those bullets of like what we did wrong. And it's a year ago, and it's nobody year can ago. all and I'm the like, way dude. remember everything. And in my head, I'm like, thank God I fired this guy. Like, we're doing so right. much better than after we did his best decision I ever made. And now I'm sitting here getting blasted again just because he hasn't emotionally processed it. It's just, it's a, it's a wreck. Don't and do it's, that to yourself. And then once you've already let that, it's harder to keep your mouth closed. And so just, just don't. Just as a leader... Get junk, get your junk done that you got to get done, and then leave it at that. So I feel like we've opened a big can of worms here. Yeah, uh, for sure. And so if you have any questions about this, tell us the situation, tell us what's going on, and we would love to talk yeah. talk to it, talk about it. Whether we do another episode or whether Wit and I uh, shoot just a quick video directly yeah. to you, we'll send right. it to you about your situation yeah. to help you understand what it is. Yeah, super good. No, it's not easy, but it's important if we're tugging into more. Sometimes we got to let things go. Let it go. Oh, good job. Let Elsa. it go. Love y'all.